You're listening to the Yak Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the greatest fantasy football podcast show on earth. It is October 4th, 2022. I'm Andy Yakabowski, your host and the reigning and defending Steel City champion. I am flying solo today as Jimmy is taking the week off as he preps for his showdown against me in a must-win, do-or-die game for him against me. Um, he took a rough loss this week, as did I also, but he was down by four points with Allen Robinson and Matt Stafford versus Cooper Cup. Well, Cooper Cup buried him, so he's pretty bitter over that loss. Um, he did make a comment that maybe the Rams should trade back Jared Goff for Matt Stafford, um, but he does have both those guys. That's why I made that mention too. Um, so he'll be starting Jared Goff against me this week and benching Stafford. And I have a few moves of my own um, as I lost my entire ground game with Jonathan Taylor and Cordell Patterson. More on that when we get to this week's injury report. But uh, yeah, I lost by one freaking point, which is basically nothing. Half a tackle, 10 rushing yards, 10, 25 passing yards. It's, it's, it's nothing. I lost by one freaking point. So, so I'd like to thank... These following football players, uh, Jonathan Taylor um, for fumbling the ball. That was negative three points, so I would have won if that didn't happen. Jake Elliott, kicker for the Eagles, missing extra point, minus five. Um, I'd like to thank Josh Tupau for knocking out Tua and giving him zero points on the week. Um, thankfully, that Tua is okay, and he does have feeling in his extremities. Uh, we were all worried about his health there. Um, hopefully he gets back on the field soon, not just because of my fantasy team, but just because I am actually human at heart, believe it or not. Um, and also I'd like to thank the many more underperformers on my team. So, yeah, great, grand, wonderful. Moving on to this week's NFL's headlines, welcome to week five. The Eagles are still the only team undefeated as they win 29-21 to versus Jacksonville at home. Um... The fantasy standouts here, Jalen Hurts, um, he only had 12 fantasy points, 204 yards in interception. Um, he also had one rushing touchdown. Miles Sanders blows it up in week four, 39 points, 134 yards, two touchdowns, and added two catches for 22 yards. Uh, the Raiders get a win. They actually won. The winless team gets a win in week four against the Broncos, 32-23. to Josh Jacobs has a career day, 49 points, 144 rushing yards, two touchdowns, five catches for 31 yards. Derek Carr, Raiders quarterback, not so great. Nine points, 188 passing yards, and 40 rushing yards. Devontae Adams made up 101 of those 188 passing yards on nine catches on 13 targets. That's 34 points for Devontae Adams. Um, with that 10-point bonus at 100 yards. So excellent day for Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs as they get it done with that nice win over the Broncos. The pulse on the AFC North. The Bengals versus Dolphins on Thursday Night Football. The Bengals' only AFC North team to win this week as they defeated the Dolphins 29-15. to um, Tua got knocked out of that game by Josh Tupal, defensive lineman for uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, when he went down, you see his hands kind of like cringed up and almost looked like his fingers were broken. But I guess that was a neurological response to uh, basically like getting knocked out. It didn't really look like he got thrown down that hard, but, you know, 
but he basically did get knocked out with that sack. Um, you kind of, I remember seeing those on that similar type of injury on UFC cage fights when the guy catches a clean hit to the jaw and then uh, they go down and they just sort of like they freeze up. So hate to see that. Um, Ravens lose 23 to 20 to the Bills at home. Nice to see that one. Browns lose 23 to 20 to the Falcons on the road. Also nice to see them lose. But, oh, who's, oh, let up. Nice. Um, get to that later. Steelers lose 24 to 20 to the Jets at home. And I have Mike Tomlin's um, post game press conference. So let's just play a few clips from that. How would you evaluate Kenny's performance? I thought he did some good things. I thought, you know, there was some energy there. Um, we scored some touchdowns, but obviously uh, we also turned the ball over. So I tried to raise the audio up for you there, but the reporter asked, how would you evaluate Kenny's performance? And as you could hear there about Tomlin's response to that, and he blames those turnovers on Kenny, which the last turnover was just a Hail Mary bomb jump ball to anybody. Those get picked off all the time. That one's not Kenny's fault. And the first one, he hit Chase Claypool right in the hands. So... Can you blame Kenny for that one? I mean, come on. So here's another clip from the coach. You know, we're disappointed. Um, but, you know, what transpired is not anything mystical, and that's what we talked about as a collective in there. Um, no disrespect to the Jets, man. They made plays and won the football game, but it's not about who we play. Um, it's not about rabbits' foots and so forth. It's not about rabbits' foots and so forth. I mean, I don't even know how you even respond to that, you know? Maybe you should try Rabbit's Foot. <laughs> Come on. All right. Well, here's here's the last clip, and it gets better. Um, we we got to play better. We got to put him in better position. We got to perform better. And I'm talking about the collection of players and coaches in there. It's very tangible and fundamental things. I thought we were, you know, highly penalized, particularly in the first half. I thought it... All right, so he just pretty much ends that clip there with just excuses about getting penalized or whatever. But here's the thing. We've been harping on Matt Canada for the offense, you know, plaguing just non-existent offense that he's been run there. But, you know, at some point, you got to point the finger at the man that's running the show, and that's Mike Tomlin. I mean, you hear him say there that we just got to play better. You think? You think we got to play better? You just lost to the freaking Jets at home. Like, come on, man. So I did just hear some good news, though. A few hours ago, they announced that Kenny Pickett is the starter of this week. And I'm not here to make Mitch Trubisky the scapegoat. But I do think that with that stadium energized and that team gets energized um, from Kenny, and that's very a lot of uh, intangibles that you can't really put on paper for Kenny. So there was one critique I did have of Kenny on that game was George Pickens was wide open on a deep ball down the field. And... Kudos to Matt Canada for actually down up the play to throw the ball down the field. But Trubisky's throw was way underthrown. Pickens had to slow up and come back and get the ball. So Andy Archuleta um, made the call on that and said basically it was both their fault because uh, where he threw it, where Trubisky threw it and Pickens the way he had to jump forward or whatever. But no, it was basically an underthrown ball. If he would have thrown that ball 10 yards out more, Pickens caught that ball and that was a 60-yard touchdown. Easy. All right, that's enough about the Steelers. I cannot have this show turn into what grinds my gears about the Steelers. I just hope that Kenny Pickett gets it done, and we have more on him later in the On The Wire segment. All right, you hear that siren? It's time for this week's injury report update. All right, we talked about Tua, concussion. He was 
He's now already ruled out out for week five. He's expected to return week six. The Saints dealing with all kinds of injuries. Jameis Winston was ruled out for week four with a back injury. Um, He's questionable for week five. Do not go out and pick up Andy Dalton. Do not do it. Um, Michael Thomas was also out for week four, questionable week five with a foot injury. And going along with the Saints even more, Alvin Kamara missed week four as well, and he is questionable for week five. Um, Ingram uh, got the call under center to start there for running back position for the Saints. He had 10 carries for 30 yards, um, three catches for 13 yards, pathetic seven points. So don't go out and grab Ingram if he's available either. He is not playing well. Um, Giants quarterbacks both banged up Daniel Jones ankle and Tyrod Taylor concussion the third in line quarterback actually there is believe it or not Saquon Barkley pretty crazy Uh, as he went in the game ran wildcat while Jones returned to the game Um, the only other guy they have on the roster for the Giants is on practice squad Davis Webb so we'll see what transpires there this week uh, for the Giants that'll be interesting one to follow. Moving on to Denver, Russell Wilson has shoulder injury, limited practice today on Tuesday. They expect him to play this week as the Denver Broncos host the Colts on Thursday night football. Yeah, pretty much if you're going to pay the guy $243 million, they expect him to be on the field. Um, Two New England quarterbacks banged up, Mac Jones ankle and Brian Hoyer head injury. Both are questionable this week. Bailey Zapp uh, gets his first NFL debut um, as he went in the third uh, offensive drive there for New England, he pretty much struggled all game, uh, ended up with 99 passing yards, but did have a nice 25-yard TD strike to Devontae Parker. Um, but then he guess he fumbled in overtime, lost 27-24 to to the Packers. But pretty sad there for Aaron Rodgers to, uh, you know, go to the overtime there against, uh, you know, a third-string quarterback. Sad. Cordero Patterson mentions on the beginning of the show, Atlanta Falcons running back. He's now placed on IR with a knee injury. He's expected to miss four weeks with a return in week nine. DeAndre Swift, Detroit's running back, questionable for week five. He missed week four uh, versus Seattle. Jamal Williams, I told you to pick on the waiver wire, had a nice heck of a game week four. 108 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Um, Javante Williams, Denver's running back, ACL injury, could miss the rest of the season. Melvin Gordon is questionable week five with a neck injury for the Broncos. Mike Boone will get the start if Gordon is unable to play Thursday. Tread waters lightly with Mike Boone. Just telling you that right now. Jonathan Taylor, I hate to say it, I hate to say this, but Jonathan Taylor, yes, the J train has been stalled. Only averaging 6.33 fantasy points over the past three weeks. Now he has an ankle injury and has yet to practice this week. Officially, he's listed as questionable for Thursday Night Football against the Broncos, but I'd list him as doubtful. If he is even activated to take the field, you know, how long is his ankle really going to hold up? So if you see him activated, don't get too excited and put him in there. You know, if they yank him after a first quarter or second quarter or something, you know, it ends up with zero or very, very low points. So running back Naheem Himes is next up on that depth chart. So another good situation to monitor there as we are on a short week. Um, I already have replacements on my team for those two guys, Cordell Patterson, Jonathan Taylor. I have Rashad Penny and um, Jamal Williams. So I hope DeAndre Swift, you know, takes a break this week so Jamal Williams can have another stellar week for me. 
I can promise you that no one anywhere on any fantasy show goes back and tells you the calls they missed or not missed. All they do is they make their call, they move on, they never go swing back and circle back and tell you how they did. Well, we do on our segment, Rewind, Never Fail. And this is the Rewind, and this is actually from our week three show. Because Kenny might have intangibles to light a fire in himself and the rest of the team uh, to make things, get things done, you know. But I'm okay with Pickett being on the bench as a rookie, learning the system. But if the offense isn't getting going, Kenny's got to go in. Trubisky, Trubisky's going to be the uh, scapegoat and all that. Right. So Pickett will go in if the Steers have like three three points yeah. at halftime. So there you have it. It was a perfect call. We told you, if they have three points at halftime, they're going to put in Pickett. What did they do? Pickett came in in the second half, and now they're saying today that Pickett is the starter moving forward. Week five, Pickett is going to start against the Buffalo Bills on the road. What a tough game to start as a rookie, but I'm sure he embraces the challenge with open arms. But look at the schedule that Kenny has ahead of him. So looking at the schedule, three out of the four next games are away on the road, and this will take them to their bye week. So they go away, Buffalo Bills, home against Tampa Bay. Then they go on the road, Miami, and then Philadelphia. I mean, talk about four stacked teams to go up against. So it'll be a very interesting next four weeks for the Steelers as they will sink or swim. So I'm hoping they swim with Mr. Kenny Pickett. All right, so this segment here, we told you guys about the best wide receivers up to date, and then we had another segment on the show about the best running backs to date. So this segment here is the best field generals, the best quarterbacks up to date, and we're going to give you a top seven list starting in reverse order. Ready for this? Drum roll, please. Great drum roll. Anyways, number seven, Geno Smith, 100 points. Side note, Russell Wilson is 13th with 70 points. So Seattle fans are laughing at getting the draft picks and trading him off to Denver for $243 million, which really gets, you know, of course, Russell's in on laughing to the bank. Uh, Number six, Justin Herbert, 115 points. Number five, get this, Jared Goff, 116 points. Unreal. Four, Jalen Hurts, 119 points. Three, no surprise here in the top three, Patrick Mahomes, 120 points. Also, no surprise, number two, Josh Allen, 141 points. And the top field general today, this year, after four weeks, is Baltimore Ravens' Lamar Jackson, 157 points. So, very, very interesting. And the top field general for week four, Jared Goff, 52 points, 378 passing yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. Unreal. And this segment, this is very interesting because Jimmy brought this segment up um, last week. It's about a betting prop, so I decided to throw this segment in starting this week. It is called Anytime Touchdown Scorers. And what it is, is I'm going to give you three guys, three short guys for touchdowns, and then I'm going to have it go up from there. So you could go with three player props, and then you can go with five player props or seven player props, or pick and choose whatever you'd like. But the first three guys for any time scoring touchdown this week in week five, I got first three is Debo Samuel, Nick Chubb, and Mike Evans. So you can go ahead and put the prop on those three for any time scoring touchdowns. 
The next two guys that you can add to those three are two quarterbacks who love to run, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts for anytime touchdown scorers. And then if you want to extend that parlay out to six and seven, you can go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Stephon Diggs. And those seven guys can be your anytime touchdown scorer with a seven parlay leg prop. So that would be outstanding. We'll follow back up with that next week to see what the odds of that bet would be. And then we'll see if we hit on that or any of that. Time for On The Wire, this week's hottest waiver wire pickups. Uh, They go through tonight on Tuesday, so listen up. Last week I redeemed myself with Jamal Williams as he completely tore it up. So if you went on the waiver wire, grab Jamal Williams, had the gusto to start the guy. It paid off big time for you, and I guarantee you probably got to end up with a W. This week on the wire, i got three excellent guys you can pick up for you and put them on your team, especially um, in super flex formats for the last two guys. First guy is Tyler Algier, Atlanta's running back with Corderell Patterson to miss four weeks. Uh, Tyler Algier was a rookie stud and is available in 52% available in all formats. Next two guys, especially if your leagues are in super flex formats, if you can start two UBs on your roster, First one is Teddy Bridgewater, Miami's quarterback. With Tua going down, missing this week, he's available in 90% of leagues out there. This guy is a proven veteran with weapons. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. So, great pick up there. The third guy you can pick up is from Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett. He's now in the, under the gun center. I mean, Pittsburgh's quarterback, he's available in 80% of leagues across all formats. He is a rookie stud. He is the first quarterback taken in the draft class this year, the only quarterback taken in the first round, and he has many proven weapons, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and now you got George Pickens out there, Pat Fryermuth. I mean, Najee Harris, this guy has all the makings of being a big-time winner for you. So, Kenny Pickett, I had already dropped him into my draft, so he is not available in our league as he is on my bench, and I will start him in my super flex spot as I have Kyler Murray as my starting QB and with Kenny Pickett as my two quarterbacks to start against Jimmy this week. He's probably so scared. Oh, my goodness. I wish I could call Jimmy right now, and actually I can. I can want to do that right now. Pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up. Jimmy, you're on the show. You're on the Yak Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast show. Hello? I thought I was was trying to totally avoid you this week. We got to play each other. I know. I can't believe you answered the phone. This is amazing. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, maybe it was about something else. Nope, it's about, I got a question for you. <laughs> okay. How scared are you that you're going to be going up against Kenny Pickett this week? I'm just happy I might not be going up against Jonathan Taylor, so that helps. <laughs> All right. And Porter, Porter Patterson. All right. <laughs> thing I'd say about Pickett is... Uh, You know, if he does well, which I hope he does, um, it's a it's a tough first start against the Bills D. It'll kind of temper their production a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. I don't I don't, ex- I don't expect him to drop a you know forty spot on that D. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, Jimmy. Good luck this week. May the best team win. And there he was, the commissioner. 
the godfather of Steel City, the mastermind behind that scoring system, the one, the only Jimmy Yakubowski. So, you know, I really mean it. May the best team win. Um, but we all know which team that will be. So that'll be fun to talk to you guys next week about that. It's time for my favorite segment, Hope or Despair. First up on the chopping block on Hope and Despair is Nick Chubb. And you might say, what do you mean Nick Chubb? He's one of the best rushers this year. He's doing awesome. Well, my point is, is he's flying so high. Is he going to start to downgrade? Is it time to trade Nick Chubb as it'll be a completely sell-high moment to sell Nick Chubb right now before he gets in the thick of this schedule and his numbers begin to drop? So Nick Chubb, hope or despair? I'm going to go with hope. If you want to trade him, go ahead. That's fine. But I think this guy is good. He's actually on my 2019 championship team, Chubb. Um, Keep Chubb. I give him a hope. Next guy on the chopping block is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has been playing poorly this year. The fans, the Broncos fans are not happy. So hope or despair for Russell Wilson. Despair. Russell Wilson should be cut, traded, dropped, gone. Russell Wilson needs to be off your team. He's going to continue to disappoint you. Next on the chopping block, or rather the starting block, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is now going to be the starter for the Steelers moving forward. So I would like to pose this question to Jimmy, and I need to call him back, I think. But instead, I'm just going to just ask myself, Kenny Pickett, hope or despair? And you know it's a hope for me for Mr. Kenny Pickett. I think fantasy-wise, do I think he's going to put up 40 points every week? No. Nobody does. But do I think he's going to hold his own with the rest of the pack? Absolutely. I'd say this point moving forward, if you were to go week five to the end of the year, I'm going to say Kenny Pickett ends up in the top 10 quarterbacks this year. Watch me. Mark my words. Check the stats at the end of the year. Or rewind this to Kenny Pickett's start. The beginning of an era. The rise of Kenny Pickett. All right, now it's time for our final segment of the show, to the fans. So this is where our fans can ask us anything. You can go to our group page on Yak Brothers fan page. You can go to Twitter, ask us questions. You can go to our Yak Brothers Facebook page. You can ask us anything you want. Hopefully it's fantasy football related, but honestly, we'll answer any question you have. So let's go to the fans. Well, I guess there is no fan questions this week. So that's the end of our show. Please come join us next week as we have new podcast episodes every Tuesday night as you prepare for your waiver wire pickups. We talk about the weekend, and then we give you a little forecast for next week. Um, You can find us on every major podcast player, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, etc., etc. We're also on Twitter, at Yak Bros, and we also can find us on TikTok. So good luck this week to all you GMs out there. And as I told Jimmy, may the best team win. I'm also going to go on Amazon.com and order a rabbit's foot. So thanks, Mike Tomlin. Later.